Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I'm your host today, Katie Priest, and I'm here with Frankie Finn. Go ahead, Frankie, and tell us about who you are, what you do, and what your business is about. Well, firstly, Katie, thank you for being so awesome as to have me. Um, I'm the guy for like digital marketing agencies. And I got into this because I'm, I'm old enough to actually have done this since uh, 2007. And it was a really, really weird journey for me. Um, mostly because it's, it's a really weird business model when you're the product, like, you know, any kind of like service-based business. And so, you know, like talking about scaling is actually one of the hardest businesses in the world to scale, but it, it has the other flip side that is like really, really easy to start. And so there's a real allure uh, for people. And so I went through this, this, this journey for like years where I would either be broke, but I could go and do anything I wanted in the world, or I would be uh, successful like monetarily, but I would be in meetings and phone calls all day long and clients would be at me. And I, I just felt like my phone and my email were this electronic leash and I couldn't really go anywhere. And so, um, you know, it took me a decade to really figure that out before I could really help anybody else. And I actually just recently wrote a book on really how to scale this type of business model because, um, you know, we've been to like 30 countries in the last three years, maybe not so much now that Corona has started and the lockdowns. And as you know, but before that, like just a whole bunch of travel and people were always like, well, how do you like, how do you guys do that? Like, how do you make money? And, and, um, you know, I wanted to be an example for people of really like what could be possible once you like started thinking about the whole thing like really differently and approaching it in a different way instead of just like I'm the product and kind of, excuse my language, but just whoring out your time. So that's kind <laughs> of how I got into this. Right. And so um, why? Why did you get into this? Like what's your, like I know we say like what's your why, but why did you really get into that business? Um, well, to be honest, like I didn't get into it for like a really deep, um, meaningful reason that came kind of later. It, it really started because it was 2007 and the economy was like just going in the tanks and, uh, my hometown, uh, Windsor, Ontario, Canada, which is literally like five minutes from Detroit. So it's like in Canada, but close enough that you hear the gunshots over the border in Detroit. <laughs> And uh, it's really, really like the whole area, not just Detroit, it's like very automotive dependent. And they were laying off like in my little city, like tens of thousands of people at the time. And um, I was looking for some like kind of job and it really just wasn't available. In fact, they were laying people off and it took me a year before anybody called me back. And I remember it was a janitorial job and it was like, oh my God, I'm going to be like a janitor cleaning up shit in the boys' bathroom for like the rest of my life. And I, I, I couldn't really say no. And I was kind of faced with this forward, like either I'm going to make this business work or you got to just suck it up and go be a janitor. And I, you know, it, it took every bone in my body to like resist the paycheck today when I desperately needed it. Yeah. But it's turned out to be the most beautiful thing because 
um, not just for me personally, but the lifestyle that it gives people, like I said, is like literally you can plug in your laptop, work anywhere and really be free and do things on your own terms, which so, so few people in this world uh, get to do. Like I, I've literally taken three walks today with my kids just out in the sun. We went to uh, a restaurant and that's not a normal day for most people on like a Thursday morning. They don't just go hang out in the park and bring a notepad and scheme up some, some cool business ideas. And so I really wanted to, to, to kind of take it forward for other people and give them a way where they could have that same kind of freedom and, and, you know, make a difference in people's lives at the same time. So I think it's kind of like the perfect business for that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think taking control of your own life um, through your own means, I think is really important, especially when you're starting your own business. Um, And with that, a lot of entrepreneurs kind of have like that moment that they're like, okay, I started here. Like you said, that's the 2008, well, 2007, like the 2008 economic crisis. And now you're here. Where was that moment where you realized like, wow, like, you know, this has been a great change from where I started. You know, it's, it's interesting. There were probably two really big changes for me that uh, let me know I was on the right path. The first one was actually the first time, like for real, like that I'd been working so hard at it that somebody like bought stuff on the internet. It's funny now because I sell stuff, you know, for a much, much higher price tag and I don't even really notice it, but I, I'll never forget the first time like a stranger paid me $47 on the internet. I remember I had a business partner and I called him up excitedly and I was like, we made a sale. And he was like, well, who? And I was like, I don't know. That's the best part. And it just showed me that it was like, it was possible. It was like just one small little tiny taste of a victory. And then to be honest, like there were like the first three or four years were really, really hard just getting it off the ground. And I remember... Um, I had a father-in-law who just didn't understand and he was very like condescending about my whole business. I'm, I'm sure you probably, anybody who's on this entrepreneurial journey has somebody like that in their life. And he always used to refer to it as my, my little side project. And, uh, and you know, like, you know, when are you going to get a real job? When you give up on this stupid little side project. And I remember there was a time where I wasn't like, you know, like, crushing it at that point or anything like that but i i got my income to like 50 60 70 grand a year or something like that like what i would make at a job but i I was earning it myself not dependent on anyone else and i remember you know just a few wins after that we started to like travel a little bit my girlfriend and i and we started just going places and doing things and it was really really exciting and i'll never forget when he was like how are you guys like uh, like paying for all this like you guys seem to be on vacation like every third week and I was like I guess that little side project is working out and it's <laughs> something really really uh, like a deep satisfaction when you cross that threshold where um, you finally like not just to prove it to other people but prove it to yourself that you can actually like you know make it doing this and then and then you know really from there the sky is the limit and then you get into all the problems of scale which is I'm sure some awesome stuff we'll get into. Right. So yeah, getting into problems with scaling is what have been some kind of like hard moments or challenges for you throughout growing your business? Uh, only a thousand of those. <laughs> Just a few, you know, the highlight reel. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, you know, um, some of the hardest moments actually um, where when I first started scaling and you start to have like massive amounts of like financial success 
and you're achieving everything you thought you ever dreamed about. And it's at the expense of your own life where literally for me, like I, I hated answering my phone because my clients just like called me with the same stupid questions all day long. And it should have really been a sign for me to like look deeper into what was going on. But I felt like just like it was an electronic leash. And I remember, you know, people don't believe me, but I went like six, seven years without a cell phone. I was just like, I'm not going to have a phone because I don't want people to just be able to call me. And I remember I had one client who was like a, a, a very significant share of my business. And he said, well, I know you don't want to have a phone. So I bought you one and he mailed me a phone like across the country. That way we can talk whenever we want. Like, so he mailed me a leash and, you know, it was a really deep kind of uh, crossroads, but it forced me to like really rethink everything is like, how do you actually like get clients and make them happy, but not have to be like hand holding them and talking them on the phone and talking them down off the ledge and, and uh, you know, spending your, your time, like kind of like coddling uh, adults, like their yeah. children and be able to do it in a way where they're really happy with you and, and they know what's going on and they're informed and, and being way more proactive. And that was kind of like a really, really deep rabbit hole that probably took me another 10 years to really figure that one out. Wow. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting when you have like memberships or you're coaching how to kind of balance helping the people who are giving you money to live your lifestyle and then also still living your life yeah. at the same time. I mean, um, <laughs> and the agency model is, is interesting too, because you're usually giving some kind of ongoing service and there's, there's this unwritten rule that nobody talks about which is in their mind, they're like, I'm hiring you. And so it's like, you work for me. And I've heard a friend who, uh, we had like a really deep talk about this on a beach in Spain uh, one evening. And he was telling me that uh, he had the most successful advertising age or Facebook advertising agency in all of Europe. And he was like, uh, kind of a funny story too, because he did it at 18 years old. And he got invited to like the ClickFunnels event to go pick up an award that called the Two Comma Club, which you get for like processing a million dollars with uh, one funnel. And then he got there and it was in it was in Las Vegas and he wasn't old enough to come in because they had drinks at the event. And so they but he couldn't get into the, his own event to accept the award that they were going to give him. Um, but he told me like in, in, in his exact words where like, I feel like I have 120 different bosses. And I realized like what, what most people do is kind of like create a structure where they work for other people. And it's a dangerous, dangerous zone to be in because, you know, if a client pays you like $2,500 a month for Facebook ads, and then they call you with some kind of question about their credit card, or then the next day, some kind of question about their ads, and then some kind of question about the leads, it's really hard because you don't feel like you can say no, right? Like, right. and so a big part of like, you know, kind of what I've figured out in that journey that like really helps people is how you structure it so that you just, you don't like have 120 different bosses because otherwise it, it, you'll start to like sabotage your own success, which I did for many years. I'd go through these cycles of like really broke and like then have a whole bunch of clients and a whole bunch of money. But then it would be like, oh my God, I want to hang myself because I just on the phone all day long answering questions and nobody ever seems like it's never enough. Um, in the, in the marketing business, especially it's like people rarely say thank you. And even when you get them a result that they're really proud of, they like immediately say, well, how can we do even better? And so like, there's very, you know, few moments where you're being thanked. And, and so much of that is like really just the structure of how you approach it. Otherwise you just end up with 120 different bosses and, and that's, that's not any fun. 
Right. And it, it yeah, it doesn't, it, you, it's hard to go forward when you're just like, this is, I'm just getting, keep getting pushed for results and there's never any like, Hey, can we take a moment and like examine what we just did? Like, yeah. So now moving on from like the past of your business, you know, the hard moments, the learning moments, all that stuff. Um, let's talk about recently. So in the past year, it's been very interesting. You know, we're almost done with 2020. 2020 was um, a interesting year <laughs> for all of us. And <laughs> is there anything in your business that you would have changed or redone? Or are you really happy and content with how you, you like worked? To be honest, this is uh, this has been mo- the most fulfilling year for me personally, and uh, the the most amazing thing is actually um, when you put like thirteen, fourteen years into to learning something, and and I kind of in many ways made every mistake there is without even knowing I was making every mistake, and so. Um, you know, when I get to see like some of our clients and the wins they get and the shortcuts they, they, they get from like 14 years of hard lessons and, and seeing them like be able to get better results for their own clients. Like there's something really magical about knowing you changing somebody's lives that also changes the, the lives of the people they affect. And so I definitely like there's moments I probably would have loved to have gotten the lesson quicker, but really now, like, you know, I call it the, the ultimate lifestyle agency. Like, you know, I wake up and I hang with my kids. I only really work when they go for a nap in the middle of the day. And most of that is kind of pre-planned and done on a notepad. Mind you, I work at breakneck speed during that like hour and a half nap, but um, you know, I, I really wouldn't change my my average day. It's like exactly how I want it. And it's, it, it takes a long time to really get to that point. But when you do, it's it's really just amazing. And and then you reach a point where it's, it's all about paying it forward. And I just love seeing people when they have the light bulb come on. And, you know, like a big part of what I teach people is how to like structure offers and, and leverage and, and being able to like do something um, once but get paid for it again and again, because in, in the digital marketing space, like most times you're like reinventing the wheel over and over and you don't know it. And like every client needs something custom and unique. And so like, say you design a website, then you go and make design a website for somebody else. And it it never occurs to you when you're doing it. Like, what if I could like build one template and give it to all of them? And how can I make that really, really valuable? So I don't have to reinvent the wheel. And then I have like leverage so that when I get the second and the third and the fourth client, I'm not just creating like a new prison for myself. And, um, you know, it's, it's taken me, a, like I said, a long, long time to, to figure those things out. But um, I know the rest of the world feels really crazy. But in my tiny little bubble, it's actually been kind of amazing. And uh, right. I, just, I, I wake up and read children's books and we, we learn a few languages and we eat some cool food. And, and um, you know, somewhere in there, we change some people's lives. And I think there's something really amazing about that. Mind you, like I still am, am making lots of mistakes. So I don't have it all figured out. I don't want to throw that out there. I don't think anyone ever has it really all figured out, but I think something that's very interesting about 2020 for people who are entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurs and business people who are also listening is that I think it really teaches us to do quality over maybe quantity. Like, you know, what can I make this that's really quality that'll make this really become the next best thing instead of focusing on like, oh my God, let me get all these things done and let me get throw all this stuff out there. Like, I think it's really taught people to like focus in on what they're doing. Yeah. Amen to that, I would say, Katie, because, uh, you know, it's, um, 
you know, one of the things actually, because I started in like a major recession and just like I was sleeping on my girlfriend's couch and I got reminded by family members, like what a loser I was every day in that beginning journey. Like I never really forgot that. Right. Like, so it keeps you very, very humble, you know, cause I've had a chance to like speak over giant stage at some of the biggest conferences and, you know, you know, get standing ovation. It can feel really, really good, but I still remember what it was like, um, you know, getting started in that whole journey. But one of the things that's been really interesting is you think like longer term is like, you know, thinking about how to, to win even in times like these that are really hard for a lot of people. And, and I was really proud because like one of my clients, um, for example, they run a, a law firm and I still have a few like legal consulting clients. And, um, like to give you an idea, like it's the most paperwork intensive business in the world. Like lawyers are the only people who write a 10,000 word document and call it a brief. <laughs> uh, and I remember, you know, this, the whole lockdown started and they were, everybody was freaking out and they realized they had to go digital and she converted like the entire, um, the most paperwork intensive business in the world to entirely digital and zoom based in a week. And that's not easy to do. Yeah. And it's really amazing to see people who can adapt and, and win in times like these, because I, I always feel like if you can learn the lessons that work in any economy, then, you know, when you can make it work in the hard times, when the good times come, like you're really just smooth sailing. And uh, one famous marketer, Dan, Dan Kennedy, says it's, it's only during the hard times that you see who's truly naked under the tide. And it's like, you know, like a lot of times people are capitalizing on certain market forces and things, but they haven't really figured it out at a, like a really deep level. And they're just, um, you know, riding some wave that isn't sustainable. And so I've seen like lots of businesses like in 13, 14 years that look really good in the short term, but come and go. And uh, those more deeper, timeless principles is, is, is been kind of amazing seeing people who like, you know, build businesses that are set up to win in any economy and will still be around in 20 years. That really kind of excites me seeing, you know, people change lives in that capacity. Right. Um, we have been talking for a really long time and I didn't even realize it, which is amazing. Um, we're coming up the end of our interview. Um, and so as we've heard as an audience about your business, about how you want people to have those magic moments and change their lives, what can our listener community do for you to help you grow and keep going and, you know, have those magic moments? Yeah, to be honest, like, you know, I'm at a stage where if, if you're listening to me and any of this resonates with you, that I would say, uh, go check out my book on Amazon, which is called Beyond the Agency Box. If, you know, I would say to 99% of the world, you're probably not going to get very excited about it. But if you're like that 1% where you have a service business, where you're selling Facebook ads or doing SEO for people or Google ads or web design or anything in that, those kind of like niches where you're a service and you help other businesses like kind of raise their profile. Um, honestly, like I, I poured my heart and soul into it because I know how much like the lessons in this will change your life. And I really believe it's, it's the best book on the subject ever written. Obviously I'm very biased, but I, I really like held nothing back because I wanted to show people like really that there's like a 30 year shortcut into this. And I wish I knew that like at the very beginning right. and there's just so many little nuggets that'll make your life easier. Like, uh, you know, for example, um, you know, one of the people I work with who has a huge agency kept reinvesting into his team to spend more and more money to just 
get better and better results. And he found his clients were just as unhappy, no matter how good a results he got. And he couldn't figure it out. And I, I remember sharing with him that it's, it's actually the expectations you set in the beginning, because they don't know what a good result is. It's not like they run Facebook ads and do a web design. And, and we were able to like just save him like untold amounts of headaches by just showing him how to set expectations at the beginning. So people actually were happy with him. And it's an amazing thing. Like when you have hundreds and hundreds of clients who largely leave you in a miserable fashion and then overnight suddenly they're all happy with you and they're recommending you and, and they don't call you and they don't bug you to see somebody's life change in that capacity is is what really lights me up so if, if you're feeling that go to amazon grab the book i know that's a shameless plug i hope that's okay but it really is a good book and i didn't hold anything back so i think uh you know for i don't know the eight bucks or whatever it is it's 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 worth it <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much, Frankie, for being on the podcast today. It was wonderful having you. Yeah, you got a wonderful energy, Katie. So I hope the audience digs you as much as I did. Thank you. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.